0: Welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza and partnered with Big Cat Country. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up guys? It's JK3. We are recording following the Jaguars 30-10 to home win versus the Colts, bringing us to an 8-4 record on the season and thus ensuring that we will, I think for the first time since I think it was 2010, we'll have a record that is not a losing record. So uh, I'm pretty pumped about that.
1: Man, say, say that for me one more time, please. Just say it for me one more time, we ensure that we will not have a losing record okay. I could say it more I could say it like less awkwardly than I said it if you want <laughs> no no I'm just I mean come on now we should go back and yeah, we should go back and dig up uh what we thought our records would be for the season. I think I picked maybe eight and eight or seven and nine I don't know, you know, but I thought I would be guessing. You well, know, eight and eight is still possible. So <laughs> no, no, he- hell, excuse. Oh dang, family-oriented show. My bad. Heck, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no way this team goes eight and eight.
2: It's as Michael Jordan would say, "The ceiling is the roof." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this team, and man, I'm just excited. I, it's just awesome just to see for 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 the first time, and not to just jump in, but for the first time, I was actually excited to see the offense get on the field today. Mm-hmm. It's like I, you know what the defense is going to do, but I'm just like, all right, well, what's going to happen right now when, when Blake gets on the field? Uh, what's going to happen? What what set are they going to come out in? And are they going to fake punt this time? Like yeah. that is the, <laughs> the
0: fake punts have just been awesome. Well, and that's actually a good transition. I was going to ask you guys what your favorite play was from the game because there was just so many of them. And that by far was my favorite. And it makes me actually wonder how, like what the NFL record is for most successful fake punts in a season because we've had at least three or four so far, right? I want to know how many different fake punts they have because they haven't ran the same one. Yeah.
1: I bet you they have. I bet you they probably have two or three more plays uh, with fake punt. And when you got Corey Grant, that's your up back. Uh, there, it's like he was definitely the decoy because you know, every team, if you notice now, especially Arizona, Tyron Matthew last week, he spied Corey Grant on the punt return mm-hmm. uh, on uh, not punt, but uh, on on the punt team. So it's like, you know, they're gonna key on him. Fine, we're gonna take the punter and he's gonna throw a, you know, whatever that was. <laughs> But the guy was wide yeah. open, so hey, Slinging we'll take it. it all day, man. Slinging I'm, it, I don't care how it looks as long as it gets completed. Mm-hmm. But then, but then Nortman got leveled like <laughs> <a little laughs> later
2: he? in the game. Oh yeah, he got leveled later on like a, a botch extra point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He tried to get up and like run it a little bit, and the linebackers just or whoever it was just came and 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 cleaned him out. But it, it was it was cool, man. I, I think the one thing that I just don't understand how it happens is how Marquise Lee continues to make these circus grabs. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous circus grabs. Like that catch that he had today in traffic was, I mean, if you've seen a gif of it, it's just picturesque, him going up one hand, grabbing it, coming down, getting his helmet ripped off. But then a five-yard out route, (laughs) it's like throwing the ball to Edward Scissorhands. I
1: just don't get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty cool play. That's just the
1: nature of what professional sports has become. It's almost like in the NBA when a player, oh yeah, they can shoot thirty feet out from three, but when it comes to hitting fifteen foot jump shots and free throws, pff, you can forget about it. Same thing in football; they can make one handed catches. Probably practice trying to be OBJ, although they most of the you know most of the players in the league make fun of them. But then when it comes to those five yard out routes and drag routes, it's like just you know
0: who knows what's going through their head. Yeah, so JK3 that was your favorite play, that catch by Lee.
2: Yeah, man, that was awesome. It's just so good to see. And one of the things that that really gets me gets me hyped up uh, about this team is that I don't want to look away. Like I go to, you know, get my get another beer or to go get, you know, to the bathroom. I go during halftime or during uh, a commercial break. This team has so many just different opportunities where they can make the game exciting and they've come through, like, you know, the fake punt. Uh, You don't know if, like right now, the favorite thing to watch is Blake stepping back and and, and throwing the ball. I mean, he's actually been throwing some just – absolute great balls I mean especially the one that he dropped to Keelan Cole in between two receivers or between two defenders today like that was one of those things they practiced where they, they practiced that drill throwing the ball into the garbage can in training camp like that was one of those passes that was just unbelievable and then the defense man you just have no idea when these guys are going to strike with a a sack fumble another sack An interception, a big hit. It's just it's fun to watch football right now. It's fun to watch Jaguar football, and I'm just so glad to be talking about meaningful football heading into December instead
1: of the instead of the draft. The my favorite play is a dull play. It's not it's not anything exciting. There was a run play, a really good block or something. (laughs) No, it it was it was a containment play that Ramsey did. So you, you, you can tell, you know, this team is they're all about each other. There's no selfishness. So there was a sweep and it was to uh, Ramsey's side and the think was to the left and uh, to, to the uh, offense's left. And what Ramsey did was the, the receiver w- was blocking him, but he wasn't really blocking him. Ramsey was letting him kind of, you know, stay in front of him, but he positioned himself to where, look, you're not getting outside around this corner. You're going back to where Paz was and then Paz cleaned his clock. So yeah, Paz made the hit. Paz gets credit for the tackle. But if you look at the play and you slow it down, the guy's headed straight for, he he thought for sure he was going to turn the corner. And Ramsey just kind of, he just kind of, it was almost like, I don't know if it was T.Y. Hilton or Moncrief, but it was almost like playing your little brother in basketball. You're just boxing him out because he was just like, okay, yeah, you can, you can come over here and get tackled. I'm going to throw the receiver out the way or you can cut inside like I want you to and you're going to get blasted. And those little things you know yeah you know Ramsey did get a pick today but those are the little things he does and the rest of the defense does that makes it so much easier and simple for you know the 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 linebackers especially so you know
2: team game you mentioned you mentioned Posman he he had a game today dude. he mm-hmm. was all oh, yeah. over the place i mean just i mean he's one of the sure tackle players also so just seeing him fight off defenders and make a couple uh, of plays and, and seeing him make some, some just good, hard-nosed, you know, tackles, man. It was good to see see that.
0: I really think – uh, was it Miles Jack after the game that was giving him a lot of props for kind of filling in where where Talvin wasn't there? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was. um You know, hats off. That entire defense, dude, dude, man – it's the best defense in the league they just need to come up off of it there's still a couple other teams that you know that they have some solid defenses don't get me wrong yeah you know Philly's got a good defense um I just can't think else of anybody else right now you know off the top of my head but because there is nobody else yeah yeah there isn't tell name one defense in the league where you've got you know you the team goes nickel and quarterbacks should Basically be like, oh, crap. Okay? Because, one, you ain't throwing the Ramsey side. Okay, you throw the Ramsey side, you're going to pay the price. All right? The T- The T.Y. Hilton touchdown pass, that was a zone coverage. That's the only reason why it got open. Had it been man, it wouldn't It would have happened.
0: Um, Boye? Yeah, speak really quick. Did something, something get messed up there or something? It, it looked was, like they were really frustrated after that. It was a busted coverage. They were, they were, they
1: were looked, I didn't even look at it yet, but it looked like either a three or a four, like cover three, four. They were, they were back because if you notice when he cut in, Ramsey didn't follow him. He stayed there. okay and, Yeah. But the way, yeah. but Barry Church, when he, when he came in front of Barry Church, Barry Church was kind of like, oh crap, he was, he was late coming down. So, I mean, I don't know whose fault it was because none of us are going to know the call, but.
0: Well, it looked like Barry Church was almost like expecting somebody to be behind him or something. You know what I mean, like helping out or whatever.
1: Well, Barry Church, no, he's supposed to help out. He, I bet you he thought that Ramsey was playing. Man, see, that's the communication. So, but here's the uh, thing: okay. we don't know what the call was. Yeah. So only they're gonna know what the call is. So you can't put, you know, they're
0: not gonna put blame on any of them anyway. But well, you both have made, I think, one basketball reference each. So that's a good parlay into the fo- into the uh, touchdown celebration by Leonard Fournette which was awesome. The only complaint I had about that was that I think one guy forgot his duties because like three guys were lined up on the left side and there were only two on the right side. So I don't know where that other guy went, but I really like that. I hope they keep that going. He was waiting for the outlet pass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it it was even more elaborate than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was waiting for the ball
2: to come off the goalpost as a rebound and hit him with the outlet pass, you know, half court, 360 Mm -hmm. windmill dunk,
0: in game. So if – if Fournette missed that, if it didn't go over the goalpost, would that celebration have been ruined? Or
2: yeah, that would have been. Uh, if, <laughs> if he if he doesn't make it over the goalpost, uh, you literally tell him, "All right, Leonard, get get on the back of the bench right
1: yeah, You, you got
2: to you just airballed
1: a free throw. <laughs> you you got to bend the knees, bend the knees. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they had. I even like how he like fake dribbled beforehand too. But that that was pretty cool. I, I'm actually I'm a huge fan of them bringing that back. I mean, it was crazy they got rid of that in the first place. You know, players being able to do little elaborate celebrations like that. Um, but speaking of the run game, I know Derek, you had some uh, some thoughts on this. You know, Fournette, he had the you know of course of the touchdown that we're talking about. Uh, only averaged 2.8 yards on 20 carries. So uh, what what what's kind of happened with the run game there?
1: Dude, it, it, they've been hit with some injury bugs. That's the first point. It, it, it's tough. It's tough when you've been playing well, same group of five guys early on. And now you're rotating two or three guys in. Uh, you've had some, uh, you know, decent, uh, backups come in and, and, and play okay. But it's the, they call it the offensive line, the whole line for a reason. And when you have the injuries that we've sustained, you know, be fortunate that we're five out of six. Most teams have injuries, and they, you know, on the old line, and they fall apart. You know, if you look at Tampa, you know they've fallen apart. That and Jameis is being dummy, but um, a lot of NFL teams don't don't make it once their old linemen get hurt.
2: Yeah, there's a, and I think Fournette, you know, he's not at a hundred percent. We we know that right now. Uh, you know, he comes off the, the field occasionally limping. It's obvious now that if this team gets up, you know, 14, 17, you know, 20 points, they're going to rest him. They're going to need him. You know, there's no point of him taking that extra, that extra beating. But I, I think with the injury bug, and also the team's literally putting nine people in the box mm-hmm. and daring them and daring Blake to, to, to beat them with his arm or with something unconventional is what's really been, been the case for. It. You, you look at what happened last week in uh, Arizona. It was a lot of Blake just being very accurate, but the receivers dropping balls. Uh, and, and then again, this week it was more of the same things that we've been seeing. A lot of those passes, a lot of the screen passes to get some of the defenses off, uh, off their feet and and out of the way. But it's just been one of those things where you know Blake has. I mean, he threw for three hundred and ten yards today. Last week against Arizona, I, I'm not sure what his what his stat was, but I think it was over. I mean, I think he had a, another high performing. Um, you know, pass passing day as well. Um then so they're they're definitely the teams are definitely trying to, to 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 go all in on Blake beating them and it's so far it's not really working. I mean, he's actually playing some decent football, taking care of the uh, of the football and getting the ball where it needs to be. We just need the guys to come up and, and make those catches.
0: Mm hmm.
1: For sure, man.
0: Yeah, Derek, you were talking about that that he's been the biggest beneficiary and uh, like JK3 said he was 26 35, 309 yards, two touchdowns, 119.8 quarterback rating. I think PFF had posted a graphic that it was like his best game as a professional. Um so, you know, you were talking about that he's been the biggest uh beneficiary of the fact that the run game stalled, you know, at least we're getting a little bit of balance as a result, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it's not just, you know, Everyone wants to, you know, when you look at when when you're a fan, you're a spectator, like we are. Um, you want to, you know, see the team win pretty and have the running back run for a hundred yards and 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 quarterback throw for a couple touchdowns. But it's the fear that teams have of our running game. We're not. I don't think Fournette's run over a hundred yards. Can anybody remember last time he ran for a hundred yards? We might have to look that up. Um, but it's just the fear that he's able to do it and then i don't care what team you play for who you are if you're a quarterback playing in the national football league and you got nine in the box you should be shredding it should be lunchtime i'm talking like i don't care who your receivers are you should be out there getting it and today was you know that day for him uh even so afterwards i was watching uh I was watching uh, Ryan Clark and Jeff Saturday, and Ryan Clark had a sign that I guess him and Jeff Saturday made a bet, and Ryan Clark thought there'd be no way in the world Bortles could ever do something like that. So he had to apologize live on air. It's pretty funny. Um So, hey, you know, like I said a couple episodes ago, I'm not going to bash Bortles anymore. We're just going to enjoy this ride. And, hey, if he can have more games like that, you know, I know we're going to play better competition, but if he has games like that, we are very dangerous, very dangerous.
2: What's really good too, is that you're starting to see that they are going more to the intermediate and deep routes too. So it's actually like, so he's, he's getting some of the the favorable matchups that he, that he's, that he's uh, wanted. So DD Westbrook has shown that he can make that, that, that separation. Uh, Marquise Lee has still kind of worked those intermediate routes, Uh, where he kind of continues to thrive on like maybe the seven to ten yard in seven to ten yard curl route, out route, whatever. And and then you've got Keelan Cole, who we really don't know yet. I mean, we know he's a burner. You know, we know he's a speedster. We know he's got the hands, but I don't I'm not sure where exactly, you know, his 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 route choice is going to be. Because for sure, every time D.D. gets the ball or if he does make a catch or an attempt, it's almost like 15 yards down the field. And then you got Mercedes also I forgot to mention that Mercedes has been very valuable in that screen, um, you know, in that that screen aspect of the game where they pick up on a third down or like a third and 13. They picked up like three or four of those of uh, uh, this game where they had those third and 13s. And like so now long, gone of those days where we used to get so pissed at the Jags running on third and 10, they'd run like an out route, like an eight yard out route right in front of the sticks. Now we're going beyond the sticks. And, and, and you know, Blake is actually benefiting to those nine, the, those nine man fronts because people, when they, when they see that it's not going to be a run play, they're like, oh crap, the linebackers got to get to someplace. The corner's got to get somewhere. And by that time, they've had the time to think he's already gone through one, two progressions and the ball's already out.
0: How do, you, how do you guys describe D.D. Westbrook's playing style, by the way? like What's that move that he has where it's like he looks like he's like right there with the defender and then all of a sudden when the ball gets there, he's just able to just launch forward like five yards to make the catch out of nowhere. Like what, What's his playing style? It seems really unique. It's, it's almost like a, gosh, I just thought of another basketball reference. Because <laughs> he's small, isn't he? Um, I mean,
1: it's like a first step. You know, it's the ability to separate. JK Three just said separation. Um when you're able to do that and then still catch the ball with your hands, hold on to the football, still keep your feet under you without like being out of control. Um some guys have it. Some guys have that ability to just separate. You know, you have you know, bigger receivers that use their body to separate, smaller receivers use their speed to separate. So, and speed meaning not like you're out running a flat 4-240, but just your your first few steps, your, the, the what's the term, the cuts out of your break, your breaks. When you're, when you're, when you're breaking t- towards he, the ball. He can, he can, he can sell routes. Yeah. He
2: can sell a route better than anybody else or, or one of the better receivers that can sell routes. So basically, he's, you know, running, he's, has his stature where he looks like he's going to run upfield. And he can just bap, 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 hit his feet real quick and either break it to an out route, or break it to an in or a comeback. And in the name of the game, it, you know, slow feet, don't eat. His feet are so quick where the defenders have no idea where he's going to go. And they're basically playing a guessing game right now. Hmm. You know, if they guess right, then he probably not going to catch the ball or it's going to be a drop. If he guesses wrong, then, you know, it's big play all day.
1: And then Corey, on a flip side, that's what makes Jalen Ramsey from a defensive back so great. Because usually when you have good receivers, especially your better ones in the league, your Hopkins, your Brown, they can all do that. And he's able to cover that. Most most guys, most people can't do that. Like When I mean most, I mean like 90, 90% of the defensive backs in the National Football League can't cover those types of receivers. And Ramsey can. So that just, you know, it's like... <laughs> You know, it's just freak, freakish athletic ability. That's all there is right. to it, man.
0: By the way, last game Leonard Fournette ran for 100 yards was versus Cleveland in week 11, 111. Okay. So he, he uh like, I, I didn't even, when you look at his game log, I just I feel like he's had a lot of games where he's struggled and hasn't done a lot but he's I mean he's at 822 yards right now and he's had a lot of 100-yard games. I mean he just seems kind of like on the you know below the radar. Maybe it's that last game against Arizona that's really making us uh he had the game against Arizona and the game against the Chargers where he ran for 33 yards and 25 yards respectively and those really have been other than uh for the most part those have been his, his worst two games so far. So, maybe that coincides with the injury, but then the 111 yard game was right between those. So, I don't know. It's really weird. So, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. But the uh, the defensive line, uh, Calais Campbell sets the the team sack record today. I think Ngocwe is not too far behind to, to, to pass Brackens, too. So, you know, what do you attribute? Uh, and I'll start with you, JK3. What do you attribute the success with the defensive line at this point in the season, just keeping it going?
2: So, there's a popular game out right now. It's called Call of Duty. There is a mode called zombies, and the zombies just keep coming in waves. And that's exactly what happens. These guys, there's a, I mean, there's a seven, seven or nine different rotations they can do, and they just keep coming at you. They don't stop coming. And then you can only rotate your offense, and it's a bad thing to rotate your offensive line. It's a good thing to have fresh bodies and people coming off of, of of the off the bench. I mean, you got two first rounders that aren't starters for this team, Marcel Darius and Dante Fowler. They're not they're, they're coming in waves. So, the team the, the offensive line is just getting beat up and just getting pummeled and just getting, you know, rubbed up on. Everyone's, you know, getting chopped, everyone's getting their hands knocked down and eventually you just get tired of that. And when you get tired of it, here comes another strip sack. Here comes a, 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 fumble. Here comes Yannick Ngakwe off the side. Here comes Malik Jackson up the middle. Here comes Avery Jones up the middle. Here, Dante off the other side. There, they, there's, and Calais, there's so many different pieces to this defensive line. And it's just, it's ridiculous, man. And they just are making teams suffer every game. I mean, look at, look what happened to Brissette after the game. He, well, that the last play. They ran a pass play the the last play of the game. He got destroyed by somebody. I don't know who it is, but he laid on the ground for like a good like 45 seconds after
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, he got he
2: got his tail kicked for 60 minutes today. Like we we had like what two I think two sacks, but they just kept hitting him and just kept pressuring him. He was never comfortable and that's what the team does. They don't let you get comfortable. Calais Campbell has probably been the best free agent signing that we could ever sign uh, leadership and off the field things. Sorry for the long winded answer, but
0: I mean, it's just, they, they're coming in waves. There's nothing the teams can do. Well, Derek and you know, Brissett being frustrated and flustered after the game. Uh, what was his response to reporters afterwards when they asked him about the new university of Florida head coach?
1: He don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. He's don't like, care. why y'all ask me that dumb question anyway? What i try to figure out is how did I get kicked? From one side of the field to the other, (laughs) and what happened? When did the game stop? (laughs) That's what he was trying to figure out. You you saw, guy, they were running. um, And not to get too technical here, but they were running nickel double A gap blitzes. You know, everybody knows what it is. It's when the linebackers are in the middle there in the A gap. Okay, not everybody. (laughs) They know you got all these. Idiots out hit it, you know, they probably just read a dang Madden cover book and think they know everything, which is a stupid video game. But but, Paz and, and Jack, how many times did, because usually the Jags don't blitz. And I want to say every time they did blitz, it was like a, a lookout block. You know, remember we talked about that with offensive linemen yell back, look out.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> he
1: had to be looking out like all day long. I think there was even one play, didn't Miles Jack like fly over somebody trying to hit him? <laughs> he like jumped over somebody and he was like dang Superman and Brissett moved out of the way and you saw 44 come out, but all that did was flush him into somebody else and he got like pile drived.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I mean so to for all the people that are that lo- that you lost in the technical technical
2: stuff, he basically said hike and heard world world star. And then he woke up back in, Indian- <laughs> yeah. up back in Indianapolis. So that, that's basically what happened.
0: And for those that don't know, World Star is something you shout when a fight erupts in an urban setting,
2: <laughs> like like Saxonville. <laughs>
0: yeah, usually it takes place in the streets or a shopping mall or store
1: or at a uh, what is it? One uh, what what's the Everbank Drive or whatever you call the street.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the only thing that kind of concerns me, and I was just watching a little bit of the Seahawks game on a couple minutes ago, is should we be worried at all? Because Brissett's kind of like, I mean, he's athletic, but he's kind of like a lumbering guy running around out there. But he seemed like he took off down the field and kind of escaped quite a bit. I mean, is that something we're going to have to worry too much about when it comes to Russell Wilson next week? No, because
1: first of all, we're going to have guys on our team that can match his speed. Uh, especially linebacker Miles Jack, Telvin may or may not be back. Um Russell Wilson's not gonna beat us that way. Um he's gonna they're gonna be smarter than that. A lot smarter than that. They're gonna put him in position, they're gonna roll him out, they're gonna sprint him out, they'll you know, they'll do deep play actions, uh which you gotta respect their running game, regardless who they got back there. They're gonna be a lot smarter than that. They're gonna try and take advantage of our youth getting us to go one way and they go the other way. Um, Russell Wilson, yeah, he can run, um, but they're just you know they're seasoned, you know, they've been there, so they know what to expect, and plus the type of defense that they're gonna face, you know, they've had before, so they they know what to do.
2: I think it's gonna be a lot of what Arizona did. They're gonna try to eliminate the strengths of this defense. You know, I had this, this, the strengths are defensive line and, and our, and our secondary. So it's going to be a lot of plays where they try to play within the seams, play within the hashes. Uh, they've got athletic, um, you know, tight ends. They've got a a pretty unique play call. And then they've got a quarterback who's basically a part-time magician when he's not playing on Sundays and does disappearing acts all over the place. So, uh, it's just one of those things where it's going to take a lot of discipline football, a lot of staying at home, and a lot of doing your job. Um, you mentioned earlier, Derek, that the team plays for each other, and, you know, there's different passes, and people pass somebody else in the different coverage. This team is going to be way too complicated to do that. Um, I think they press, they man up from the get-go, and,
1: you know, let the dogs eat. You know, I just, Corey, mentioned that game. We just watched the play. So Russell Wilson, they were in a shotgun. He faked it to the running back. Jimmy Graham came under the uh, under the formation and went out into the flat. He completed it. And, you know Jimmy Graham's a very good tight end. So mm-hmm. that's where you know they're they're going to be they're going to be ready. But at the same time, Jags are going to be ready too. You know they're, they're, yeah. they're going to be ready too. So it's it's going to be it's definitely going to be a good uh, it's going to be a good game. Um, and I think this is one of those games like the Pittsburgh game. You know, um, hey, take notice. We're here, man. We're here. You know, we're forced to be reckoned with. Is it going to be important to have Telvin back, you think? Extremely.
2: You, you got to have him back um, because that's the heartbeat of the team. And and number uh, number two, it's 425. You know, these guys have been clamoring all year on Twitter. We need a primetime game. We need this. We need that. This is about as close as a primetime game you're going to get during season the next primetime game that we'll have will probably be on saturday night on wild card saturday night or you know wild card sunday uh and, and then from there it becomes afc um you know championship and then um you know hopefully bowl sunday <laughs> super bowl <laughs> it doesn't get any more primetime than that but yeah. i mean it's it's big it's big
0: Ramsey was complaining about the fact that they didn't flex it into the primetime game. I don't know if you saw that. He was just like four o'clock is no different than one o'clock essentially is what he was saying. Well, you know, he, he's a
1: Ramsey is not only the, you know, he's, he's a showman, you know, all those guys, Gibson, uh, Boye, they want, they want, not only do they want to beat somebody, they want to beat somebody and make sure a lot of people are watching because that's how you, you, you know, you, you strike fear. Like, that that Steeler win. Could you imagine if that was on a Sunday night or Monday night as opposed to just a, another Sunday at 1 o'clock game? Right. You know, people know. Like, you can look up the stats. You can see the highlights. But they're like, oh, you know, Roethlisberger just had a bad day.
0: Yeah, yeah. nobody talks about it.
1: Yeah, that. they don't talk about it, you know. And and, and ESPN, they, they don't talk about it either, the, the announcers, because they don't want to talk about it. Because in their eyes, the Steelers, oh, they're still, they're 9-2. and two, They're going to be 10-2. and two, They're going to do what they do. Okay? I can't. Think of the last time I saw Roethlisberger throw five picks. Right. If at all. and was, was about to retire. Yeah. <laughs> em was he about was to like... retire. Okay. <laughs> so had that game been at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night or Monday night at 9 o'clock, it would have been – imagine Gruden sitting there saying, I've never seen anything like this before. Man. Yeah. And then we'd, after we'd the be
0: game, a lot more Ben publicity. wanted to yeah. retire last week. Could you believe yeah. it? Right. I mean, that's a good point. Or, yeah. Or Chris, really...
2: Collin, or Chris Collins was saying – this Yannick Ngakwe, here's a guy. Let me tell you about this guy. Or it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Like Chris Collinsworth, all he knows is a guy. And he knows this is going to be the guy that does this. Or let me mm-hmm. tell
1: you about this guy. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. But so
1: with the Seattle game, man, Jimmy Graham is definitely a concern. They got to know where he is at all time. And if Puzzle's in the game, you cannot. You better have help. Cause they're gonna, they'll go after him quickly.
0: Yeah, I had my uh, my my refillable four dollar souvenir cup today, so I I felt like that was a a big part of of why he had such a good performance. Personally, Uh, diet Diet Pepsi light ice, and don't be trying to put all that ice in there. You know, we can we can see what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, We know we know about that. So, uh, so best defense in the league statistically, I think is probably going to hold after this week. And, um, there was a stat that I read on, I think it was Facebook or Twitter that I, I can't remember which categories, but it was all these measurable categories, defensive statistics that, uh mirror the only other team to have those same leading statistics which was the 2007 new england patriots so should we look at into that any further as a sign that this is truly an elite defense in terms of uh like jk3 was saying that that may be super bowl bound or is it do we need to let these last couple weeks play out before we get too uh too crazy about it i mean we could let
1: them play out but let's look at it. i'm on the i'm on the nfl.com Team stats as week 13 site right now. There are six categories total passing rushing for each side of the ball. We're three out of six. Let's let's repeat that. We're three out of six. Patriots have to- total offense and total passing. Duh, we know why. And the uh the Eagles have uh defensive rushing. Three out of six. That's yep. insane.
0: The Patriots have total elbow drops too. (laughs) Ball (laughs) gone. From
1: the top rope. Oh no, you're gonna
0: kill him from the top rope. (laughs) I mean, tell me that wasn't just a side, that wasn't the most blatant. I mean, he it, that wasn't even like within the play. He just like the play ended and he just pulled up his elbow and just dropped hey, an old elbow drop right there. Okay. I know, I know we brought up the
1: whole wrestling thing before we recorded and all that. I had a couple buddies reach out to me about, you know, doing talking about wrestling, but I'm going to bring this up one time. Somebody we know could make a Jim Ross
0: edit over that elbow drop. <laughs> <laughs> Probably already made at this yeah. point <laughs> out there somewhere. That will be we'll great. That. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, in conclusion, Jaguars defense best in NFL history. Um, last couple things, uh, want just a couple notes about the, uh, the stadium experience. I wanted to get your guys' opinions on uh, urinal dividers, whether you agree that urinals should just be next to each other with no dividers, where there's potential spray of the next person's pee who's <laughs> drunk getting on your leg, which I experienced today. Or should there naturally be a barrier between the urinals so that you don't have to You know, accidentally see anything or feel anything or, you know, what's your what's your thought on that? So you were probably way too close
2: (laughs) to him because I have been to plenty of Jags games and have had plenty of beverages and have never felt what that sensation that you felt today. (laughs) So I've never
0: I've never done that. I'm not saying he peed directly on me. I'm saying a little bit of back that that splash. You know what I mean? I felt a little splash. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was condensation from the ceiling, but I'm pretty sure the direction it was coming from was from uh, this man's pee.
2: A divider isn't going to stop that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bring <back I> mean, <laughs> bring yeah, Bring back the trough. Yeah, I think it will. Br- bring huh? back the trough. Bring back the trough. <laughs> The fact that that exists in any stadium nowadays is disgusting. (laughs) Everybody's just peeing into a big old bowl, essentially, if you think about it. That's disgusting. And it's probably
2: filtering down to the visiting team's locker room, like their, their water supply. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, actually.
0: <laughs> but even still, even if we did implement that and, and took that terrible route of peeing into their water supply, you can still put up borders. I mean, shycon has got plenty of money, okay? Let's put little wooden panels in between each year, and it helps me out a little bit. And uh, so anyway, that's just something I... I know the cl- this is obviously non-club section uh, banter because I'm sure the club section has not only dividers, but cup holders and uh, many HD. TVs and their and their dividers, but um, any uh, any final thoughts from you guys before we wrap up? Um,
2: I think you know this this the Seattle game. We're about to see what the team's really made of. We're literally about to play one of the one of the more consistently uh, uh, elite teams, I would say in the NFL. And uh, you know, it's really you the times time to shine. We got the the, the prime time game, or well, the closest thing to a primetime in season game. Um, it, it's going to be played nationwide, so. Teal jerseys, everything you could ask for. Four twenty-five kickoff. You know everything you could ask for. It's time to really just see what this team's made of. Really time.
1: Yeah, they're uh, and and Seattle's playing the the Eagles, who are supposed to be the number one team in the uh, or are the number one team in the NFL power rankings. So. they're gonna go from playing the number one team in the NFL power rankings to where, where are we at right now? I mean, it's gonna change. We're number eleven right now. We're probably gonna move up some, um, especially I think Atlanta lost, so uh, so we'll definitely move up some. So they're gonna be seasoned. They're gonna be ready. Um, the brought up the Pittsburgh game from you know earlier this season. We kind of snuck up on Pittsburgh. They didn't see that coming. We're not gonna do this. Do that same thing to Seattle. It'd be nice to stomp
0: a mud hole in them. That would be really fun, but that can't always happen. My final thought is thanks for nothing Texans. Cause I think that's the thing that's going to be the story through the rest of the year is it's probably all going to come down to that last game, And there's room, no room for error for the rest of the year when it comes to our head to head versus the Titans for that division. Uh. Hey, Hey, real
1: quick. Um, the, uh, e- the Eagles just ran. It's not a double a gap blitz, but it was close enough against Russell Wilson. They literally brought seven, eight guys, and he just burned them for like a sixty-yard touchdown.
0: Russell Wilson did,
1: yeah. Like he, oh, he, wow. he got he connected with Doug Baldwin. They came with heavy pressure, and he stood in there and threw a ball right on the money. Might, it one might thing was call- really
2: cool. One thing was really cool too. Oh my bad, I didn't mean to. No, it so might get called uh, back,
1: but still doesn't matter. One
2: <laughs> thing that was cool too is the uh, the whole my cause my cleats uh, thing today. That was really cool to see the different organizations, and really cool to see. You know, some of the, the players, uh, not just you, know, you, you got your American Cancer Society and I'm not like doubting anything. You know, you got your American Cancer Societies and all that stuff. But just seeing, you know, th- things that are happening in other people's neighborhoods that are affecting them, like, you know, Jalen Ramsey with the firefighters and, and the police officers. Um, Leonard Fournette with the with the uh, what's what's the dog's name? The watchdog, the crime dog
0: uh mcgruff, McGruff yeah man. yeah
2: yeah with mcgruff the crime dog so yeah it was really cool to see some of those other uh you know autism awareness uh what else did i see the pat tillman foundation um yeah so it was really cool to see all that national urinal
0: divider society oh my oh, he, he
1: god <laughs> of he, he,
0: he can't come off of it man just <laughs> splashback prevention <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool though, and they they kept showing them up on the boards and everything too. The person I'm the most uh, fond of, of following for his tweet, or his uh, excuse me, his cleats every game is Jalen Ramsey's. He's had some cool ones this year. Like he had one that had uh, the little ghosts from Mario. Y- yeah, you see that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who they have like designing these things, but they're really really cool.
1: It's on he he tagged a guy on Instagram one time. Uh, his name
2: is uh, Picasso. Yeah, Picasso. Yeah. But really? like, huh. yeah, Kikaso. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's like pretty
1: legit. California or something
0: like that. Yeah. Okay, all right, well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, so we will talk to you guys next time.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?